I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please, no flash photography and please unwrap your candy now. Hello. Now what? <laughs> um, I found a lucky penny on the way here. Really? Yeah. Are you are you superstitious in that way? Mm, I feel like it would be luckier if it had my birth year on it. Okay. I, okay. I used to know somebody who collected all uh, face-up pennies that he found. I, I kind of do that. You do? Like, if I find, like, a lucky penny or, like, if I'm really lucky, a quarter or something, like, I'll take it. Yeah, just but like snatch up whatever just, good luck I can. Isn't it just pennies? I don't know. The way I see it is just like if I find like a nickel, it's like, oh, it's my lucky five days. If I find a dime, it's like, uh, oh, it's my lucky ten days. Oh. One time I found like a lucky month's worth, and it was a pretty good month, so I gotta say. A month's worth? We don't yeah. have a 30 cent coin. Well, I found a, uh, a quarter, a nickel, and a penny. Like, in a week's worth of each other. Oh, so 31 days. It was like 31 days, If yeah. it was February, you would have had a month and... and I would have had, like... Some change! Exactly. Ha <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so, it's really early here. It is. It's not, like, really early, but it's early for a Saturday. It's a Saturday morning. Woof. Yeah. It's because I have meetings, Ian has work, this grind is getting me. Hashtag lazy millennials. Yeah, but we're not. That's we're the not. thing. Like, we're going to work. We're going to work. Blech. Yeah. What else can we talk about? This is going swimmingly. This is going great, guys. This is our best episode this yet. This is gold. Gold. Podcast gold. Podcast gold. Uh, <clears throat> tonight I'm having a sleepover with my best friend. Oh, yay. Yeah. We're going to get Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And then I might try to convince her to go see that movie Arrival. What's what's what is that one? The alien movie. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The Amy Adams one. Yeah, but it's not about aliens, it's about linguistics. Oh. Yeah. And you know I'm down for that shit. A language movie. A language movie, the movie of language. <laughs> My cousin is having her birthday party tonight, so I guess I'm going to go to that. How old is she turning? 28. Oh, you made it sound like she was little. Oh, no, like, like she's, I, I use birthday party synonymously with like, oh, we're going out for her birthday. Oh, because you made it sound like, so I guess I'll go to that. Like, my little cousin is having a thing. That is how I feel about all of my relationships and their birthdays. Even though for me, I'm just like, it's my birthday! Yeah, you went a little crazy on your birthday. I always go a little crazy on my birthday. It's funny, because you're normally so reserved. I think, like, it gives me an excuse. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I I like to... What what did I do? I like to have a birthday dinner. Like, I like yeah. to have a fancy birthday dinner. And a few years ago, it used to be a big group of people. And now it's, like, one or two close friends. Or, like, this past year, it was my boyfriend mm-hmm. that I had at the time. Um, and then, like, I actually celebrated the actual day out in St. Louis on my job. Oh, nice. And I came to the theater, and it was, like, the second day of previews, the third or second day... Third day of previews. And I walked into the dressing room and my whole station was covered in gifts and cards and flowers Aww. and like all this stuff. Like my agency had sent me something. The whole cast had put something together for me. And so then I That's took my great. I took my bow that night and I walked off stage and 
uh, obviously it's dark backstage and I like turn the corner into the dark space to like get out of the spoiler alert the show ends with me in a wedding dress and so I normally go to do this really quick change to like keep the dress clean and they had a cake there for me and they were all singing in the dark and Aww, it was really cute. It's really sweet. I, that's like my, that's like chill birthday. Like you, you go for it. You I, rage a well, little bit. I do, I do for like one day. Like I like to take time off and I like to celebrate and hang out with friends and I like to like just do stuff. Um, like I always call it like my three day holiday. Yeah. Um, but, like, I always have, like, the one night where I just, like, go crazy. Have you ever had to work on your birthday? This year. Yeah? This past year I had to work. I had to be in at 7 and out at 4. What the hell? And you I didn't mean, request it was, off? I did. I did. But um, we were expecting it to be, like, a busy season. Like, so they were kind of astringent with how they, uh, like, how they negotiated time off. But, yeah, this week, I, this, this week, this year I had to work from 7 to 4 on my birthday. Ugh. And, but then, like, then it was on a Monday, so it's like, what else am I going to do on a Monday? At least I'm making money. And then I had dinner with, like, a small group of people. Yeah, like, a small group of people. Like, I yeah. want to say 10 people is, like, small, but, like, it's it's getting into a medium-sized group of people. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to work on Thanksgiving last year. Ugh. And I was working at a brewery at the time. Really? And they did this weird thing... Where they were hosting groups that, like, tour groups that were in the city to see the parade. Oh. And so these people were, and we were just having, it was just like a buffet-style breakfast. Like, we did not need to be there. They didn't need us. Like, they really didn't. Yeah. And I was hosting Thanksgiving dinner at my house that afternoon. And so I had requested off, and I had volunteered to work the day after Christmas New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, like all the other holidays, Halloween, and they still assigned me to Thanksgiving because I was a new hire. Damn. And I was like, wow, fuck you guys. Yeah. So then we finished our work at like 11 or noon, and I literally, we were just standing around, and the manager refused to come up out of his office to dismiss us, which this happened a lot at this job, where they like That's wouldn't be shitty. on the floor. And so finally, I went downstairs and was like, hey, you. I have a lot of people coming to my house for Thanksgiving. I am brining a turkey as we speak. I need you to let me go home. And he was like, okay, you can go, but don't tell the others. I was like, why? And he was like, because we have to meet a certain number of shift hours for your time and a half. I was like, you're doing this because of the government? The government's on holiday. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so angry. I mean, like, the dinner went fine and, like, it all worked out. But I, I swear to you, I will never work unless I'm in a show. Mm-hmm. I will never work Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Ever again. New Year's Day doesn't I, really matter to me. Thanksgiving is my one non-negotiable. Like, lately I've been going to Denver to visit friends, and I'm about to go do that again, but, like, that's the one holiday that, like, I will not be there. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I need the money or not. Like, I will not be there on Thanksgiving, because I will be either with my family or with my friends or both. And there's nothing you can do about it. But also, like, I'm Jewish, so, like, it's not like I have anything going on on Christmas. And, like, New Year's is fine. Oh, but you do this year. Do I? The first night of Hanukkah is Christmas Eve. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Oh, shit, you're so right. So while you're at the synagogue, we'll be at Midnight Mass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because you're, cause you're I don't even definitely think we have, doing that. I don't even think, like, we have, like, a I'm, synagogue service on the first night of Hanukkah. There at was, least not in my, like, sect of Judaism. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely know that they that they host, like, can't like first night candlelighting dinners, like, as a community. Yeah, yeah, they pro- yeah I'm sure yeah. they do. 
It's but also most been like just a long minute. Yeah, exactly. And it's been a long minute since I've well, been I heard a temple. Well, I heard that the Hanukkah gift thing stops when you're a kid. Like, it's just for the kiddies. Pretty much. I mean, like, at least in my family, we'll all like, give each other one gift. Um, and that kind of phased out as, like, my cousins and I grew up and we uh, went our separate ways. Just I know in Jewish families, they get a Christmas tree because they, like, want their kids to have, like, some sparkle in the room. Mm. I mean, it's nice. I mean, if you think about it, Christmas trees have nothing to do with Christianity. They're a pagan rite, so... Yeah. Yeah. I, like, that's the funny hypocrisy about it all for me. Like, there's so much about the holiday of Christmas that is so pagan. Well, most people believe that if Jesus Christ did exist, which I, you know, I may not be religious anymore, but I do think that it's possible that there were, like, prophets and religious people. I just don't know if any of them were the savior of the world. But I think that most people believe that Jesus Christ was born at Easter time. Like, the, the time yeah. that we celebrate Easter, that's his death. So yeah. most people believe that Easter and Christmas are supposed to be happening at the same time, in the spring. Yeah. That apparently there is, like, scripture to, like, back up that. But people felt that religiously, like, way back when they decided they were going to start celebrating these holidays, mm-hmm. that they were too close together. I've heard that because before. Jesus' birthday and his death were, it was like William Shakespeare. They were like on the same day, if not within a week of one another. Yeah. And it made no sense to like mourn his sacrifice for our sins and then mm-hmm. celebrate his, his coming birth. to earth. Yeah. There's also like, I, w- I wish I remembered what video it was. There was a video that we watched in like theater history in college that broke down all of these religions that are so vastly different from each other, but they have all of their same like, most significant holidays at the same time. Oh, wow. And it talks about how, like, the Christian holidays were moved around to, like, accommodate whatever. Totally. But, like, from Hindu to Buddhist to, like, um, like pagan Wiccan, Juda- Judaic? Jewish? Duh. Um, Judaism? Judaism. <laughs> like, but- all of them, like, have, like... They're all connected in certain ways. Totally. Do you know who has the most holidays? Who? Muslims. I believe it. And, oh, they have, Ian, they're having a holiday every week. Yeah. Like, they have, but they're not, but they're not holidays in the way that we, mm-hmm. like, not the way that British people say I'm going on holiday. Like, it's not like a fun, it's not a fun thing. Yeah. It's... Like, their holidays are like moments of like silence and respect that's so only they they do have like one celebratory new year mm-hmm. but still like muslims have so many holidays and new york city this is the first academic year that they're testing uh accommodating re- release those holidays. On, on muslim holiday on the most major ones yeah they're not gonna they're giving you rosh hashanah and yom kippur and hanukkah naturally because they're giving me, mm-hmm. Christmas, and Easter falls on spring break. Well, they typically don't give Hanukkah. Hanukkah, because it's not, like, the most important one. But Hanuk- you can call for Hanukkah. In the New York public can school you? system, you can, you, oh. yeah, you can pull your kid out on the first night of Hanukkah. Really? Yeah. Or as many we, nights as you want. I didn't know if we could do that when I, like, where I was when I was growing up. Well, New York City is... <laughs> is very Jewish. Like, 18% yeah. Jewish. <laughs> um. But, yeah, the Muslim holidays. And then I heard that those who practice Hinduism can also call out on holy now. Good. Which is the the beginning of springtime slash the Indian New Year. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Cool. That's when they throw the powdered paint at one another. Yeah. I got a sprained ankle at one of those because I had really? too much fun. My friend once tried to be Kesha for Halloween. Oh, and, um, that's not going to turn out well. I know someone who was Kesha like three years in a row. Yeah, and the whole point of it was that she was just going to like douse herself in Holly power, powder yeah. that she purchased, but it never showed up. So no. she just like so she just wore like all black and tried to make herself like like covered in chalk. She yeah. just bought like shitty chalk, and it didn't work. So it, like her back was like, I'm a sidewalk now. You can draw on me. And so as we were getting drunker <laughs> and drunker throughout the Halloween party night, we're all just like drawing illiterate shit on her like back and like on her black clothing. It was amazing. The, I I really like pun costumes. Me my, too. My two favorites that I've seen so far. I when we were in high school, we went to a midnight showing of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie that was coming out. Like mm-hmm. I, so I guess it was the second one. And um everybody dressed as pirates and this one girl came in a trench coat that had a bunch of CDs lining the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, another one I saw this past Halloween, my friend Andy um, had like, he had like jerry-rigged this kind of like cardboard cutout of a cloud above his head with like lightning coming down. Mm-hmm. And then he had a thermometer in his mouth and he was under the weather. Oh God. I thought that was really cute too. A friend of mine was the literal Grapes of Wrath. And grapes so, of Wrath? How do you do that? So she blew up a bunch like, of purple balloons. Just draw and angry dra- And drew... <laughs> frowny faces on them all and i thought that was the funniest thing i'd ever heard so i always thought that envy was one of the seven deadly sins but it's actually wrath is the seventh sin envy is not a seventh yeah wait i want to see if i can name them okay so gluttony yeah sloth yeah wrath yeah lust lust greed greed two more oh jeez um, I I think it like aligns with the Ten Commandments. Like one of them was like yeah. covetousness, but I think that that's greed. I think so. Um, we're never gonna get it. We're never gonna get it. But it's gonna bother me all day. I had someone challenge me one time to tell him the seven ancient wonders, like wonders of the ancient world, and I was oh, yeah. like, okay, whew, okay, and it's it's really hard. The Great Wall of China. Uh huh. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Didn't know that one. Yeah, a lot of them don't exist anymore because they're of the ancient world. The oh. pyramids at Giza. Okay. Um, actually, only one of them. The Great Pyramid at Giza, not yeah. the other ones. The other ones don't matter. They're filled with non-important pharaohs. <laughs> Did you hear that they found extra like compartments in pyramids that they I, haven't seen before? I did now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because obviously people go in and try and loot, and obviously there's probably a lot of like dead thieves that didn't make it back out. That's pretty awesome. That they're like, like lost in it. That's, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Um, but they use like this infrared kind of like x-ray thing to like see hot and cold spaces that have been discovered and not, Ooh. and there are rooms that are sealed off. Ooh. Yeah. So now they're like, should we go in there? Should we go in there and I'm, find I'm, out? I'm like, I vote yes. Yeah. Well, technically, they don't want to because... Like, the whole thing could crumble around them. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can really, like, name list off, like, off the sp- like on the spot is the Seven Dwarves of Menopause. Yeah, you did that... The other day. Yeah, I cut it out. It was super sexist. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, well, on the note of sexism, are we ready for the thing that happened this week? Let's do it. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. 
So this thing happened less so to me and more to my parents, but my parents got a dog. <gasps> wow. Yeah. My parents just got a new dog. Yeah? What yeah. kind of dog? He's a Chihuahua boxer mix. Aw. The mom was the Chihuahua. Okay. So imagine that setup. Jeez. I'm not... <laughs> I don't like Chihuahuas. My brother has a Chihuini. That That makes sense. That like that combination. Yeah, and his name is Moose. So he has this Moose. really long hot dog body and uh-huh. a really tiny face. Aww. <laughs> My parents got a black cocker spaniel. A black, say it again, black a, cocker spaniel. A black cocker spaniel. They got um, a black cocker spaniel. Uh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's eight years old. Oh, wow. Um, Are they yeah. fostering her? They adopted her. They adopted her because Good. her family that like she grew up with they had two kids and she was like just really stressed and like didn't know how to deal with like the lack of attention she was just really sad and so like i can't imagine how hard it is to be like i got we got to give this dog up for adoption yeah much rather give up my kid so whoa uh, fucked up i know i know I like dogs a lot. Yeah, if you had a kid, you'd feel differently. I'm sure I would. Danny Brodsky does not appreciate Uh, that. Sorry, Danny. (laughs) Sorry, son. Um, But if you can't hold harmony, I'm selling you. Um, Yeah, um, this this morning got dark. Um, Things are weird today, guys. Things are really weird. Is it a full moon again? No, we passed it. That was the super moon. Anyway, dogs. My parents got a dog. (laughs) My parents got a dog. And she is adorable what's and her name her name is Lacey. of course it is how do they spell um, it l-a-c-i-e okay all right acceptable um yeah and like right away like we're we're not sure if she's like expecting to go home which is like Aww. what i'm kind of like nervous about but she is like she's checking the place out and she's already like jumping up on my mom's lap like when she's like That's on the exciting. couch and like she slept on like a little bed of Afghans last night and Afghans. Yeah. The people of Afghanistan. Exactly. She, she laid them out and my walked mom all take, over them. My mom takes in a lot of folks, people. Af- Afghanis. <laughs> exactly. My mom is very kind. My mom has a very big heart <laughs> and takes in a lot of refugees. Um Honey just just loves them. Exactly. It's yeah. her namesake. Um and yeah, and like we're all just really excited now. That's like, exciting. like I'm really excited to go visit North Is, Carolina and see her. So the dog's not coming to Colorado. No, you're going out there without your parents. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just going out there to see friends. Oh yeah, I have fr- uh, some of my best friends are out there. They used to live in the city, um, and, then and then they were smart. Yeah, pretty and much. They left. <laughs> I mean, if you can say that, I wouldn't. I, I I can't even say I would never leave New York City. I just have a Sarah Jessica Parker esque. Amount of love for New York City. Last night I was talking to someone and they were like, um, this is tangent number one. I was talking to somebody that I might be going on a date with and mm-hmm. I was like uh, telling him how I'm thinking about buying a place in the city in the mm-hmm. coming couple of years because I've rented a lot and mortgages are generally by the month cheaper than rent mm. for a lot of people. And... Uh, so I'm talking to him about this and then he just like, we haven't even gone on a first date yet. And he drops the bomb that he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to move to Australia for six months. I totally feel you. And I was like, what? And he was like, it's this thing my company is offering. I might do it, but probably not, but probably. I was like, what, what, what the fuck? What, what? And I literally, I screenshot it. I sent it to my best friend, the girl that I'm having a sleepover with tonight. I sent it to Julie and I was like, bear, what the fuck? Like what, what's going on with this? And she goes, 
guess it's over. Yeah. You're single again. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was like starting to see someone who I knew was going to be studying abroad in London for six months. And I was kind of like, I can't. Yeah. Like, I would love to, but, like, I, I went like to St. we Louis, just can't. I went to St. Louis for six weeks, and that was a deal breaker for somebody. Yeah. Like, well, six weeks. I, I could see six weeks. Was That's, it, like, a new relationship, though? It was new. It was yeah. new. I, okay. It wasn't, I guess like, I we that. talked the whole time I was out there, and then I got back, and then he was like, mm, I don't want to be together anymore. For other reasons, but I was like, you couldn't have told me while I was out in St. Louis yeah. with, like, your picture in my dressing room? Gross. Yeah, weird. Dick move. He's a sweetheart, but, and I really, I wish him well, but that really sucked. Oh, yeah. Made me very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, thus endeth the first tangent. Tangent number one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, really it, because now I'm starting to use, like, all the pictures my mom is sending me. Yeah. Um, as, like, uh, bait for my Kickstarter for a DIY Nutcracker. So I took this picture, I took one of the pictures that my mom sent me of her, I put it on, like, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I was just like, this is Lacey. She's a perfect dog. But Lacey's sad because she can't donate to my Kickstarter. <laughs> Don't make Lacey sad. Donate, like, donate to DIY Nutcracker. I bet Lacey doesn't like being exploited that way. I mean, I'm sure she understands. I'm, like, we're pretty kindred spirits. Okay, I have three things to talk to you about this. Okay. One, so glad your parents adopted. Me too. It really makes me angry when people buy dogs. Yeah. Makes me so angry. Yeah. Especially in New York. They don't even have the room in New York City to keep all the dogs in the shelters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thought number two, I know that you're concerned that Lacey is going to miss her home, but it's my understanding that dogs don't have a long-term memory that like is really um, that lasts with them longer than a few months at a time. That is honestly like the best news I've heard out of this. That's my understanding. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a veterinarian. I'm not an animal therapist. Sure. But um, that came up because I was talking to somebody who had adopted their dog after their dog escaped an abusive situation. Okay. And they were like, I'm really worried that, you know, that he's going to or she's going to remember everything. Mm-hmm. And she she won't remember those events. She won't remember those places. If she went back to them, she'd recognize the smells. Mm-hmm. But what she remembers is the sense memory. So that's yeah. why, like, sounds and stuff really can, like, set off a dog if yeah. it sounds familiar, um, stuff like that. Okay. And my third thought was, oh, who are our favorite Lacey's, like, in the world? Chabert. Chabert, exactly. Lacey Chabert. So hot. My brother had such a big crush on her when she was oh, in yeah. um, Lost in Space. Mm. Yeah. I remember her from Mean Girls, and I'm like, yes, Lacey Chabert. She's incredible. She's actually in a lot of really... Hallmark movies. Yeah, but she's also in a lot of, like, family indies. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of, um, not like, not like for your family, like, don't sit down and watch them with your kids, but Mm -hmm. like, um, I think she was in the Family Stone, and like, uh, uh, that might be wrong, but in a bunch of like, um, you know, hijinks movies. Sure. Like, that deal with family situations. Got it. Um, there was a girl that I went to high school with, that I went to, like, all levels of school with, um, mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the coolest girls in class, and speaking of the Nutcracker, she used to dance in the, in the National Ballet. Really? So she was, like, really cool. Like, everybody was like, wow, she has a job! Yeah! <laughs> um, and her name was Lacey. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I think, I don't, oh, I met, at my old job, um, I opened up one of the new stores in Rhode Island, and one of our trainers was Lacey, and she was really cool. Hey, uh, Trainer Lacey. Hey, Trainer Lacey. Trainer Lacey. Trainer Lacey. Trainer Lacey. Trainer Lacey. Do you think Trainer Lacey wears trainer laces? 
Um, maybe. Is that a thing? Did I just make that up? Trainer I'm, releases? We should patent that shit now. Sounds like a real thing. Yeah. You guys can't have our intellectual property. Exactly. Copyright <laughs> this week's thing, 2016. Ooh, yeah. I actually do copyright our show every time I publish it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's why. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's why um, I get really, like, diligent about making sure that all, that when it goes into the drive that it's perfect because it freaks me mm. out. Well, thank Not you. that anyone wants to steal our... Madness. Talking, yeah. But in case they did, they can't. Well, my parents just got a male dog named Max. So Aww. maybe Max and Lacey. Doesn't that sound like a Nickelodeon show? It Max does. and Lacey? There, well, because there was a Max and Ruby on Nick Jr. like a thousand years ago. There's a Liv and Maddie on Disney. Yeah. Well, it's it's done now, but... Is it? Yeah. No. Is that the girl that's going to be in Hairspray Live? Ooh, I don't know. Who would she play? Amber? Amber. Ooh, I have to look that up. Her I don't name know. is like Dove. Dove Cameron? Yeah. Yeah, she's Amber. Doesn't Dove Cameron kind of sound like, um, oh, who was that girl from from Party of Five? Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Doesn't it sound like Nev a little Ca- bit, Dove, yeah, like Dove Cameron, Nev Campbell? Yeah, actually, it yeah. does a lot. It does a lot. Do you remember that episode of This is Tangent Number Two? Okay. Do you remember that episode of Boy Meets World where they recreated Party of Five as no. like a scary movie? I don't because I watched a lot of no. Boy Meets World. No, are you about to tell me that you weren't an avid Boy Meets World I wasn't watcher? an avid Boy Meets World watcher. No! I know. I'm uh, pushing I my be. face together. I know, she's in complete disbelief. I I've never seen this sh- stage of disbelief. I just want to squeeze my bones. <laughs> that makes me so angry. I mean, I like it. I've just never, I was never like a religious watcher of it. Oh, buddy, it's really, it's really worth your time. I believe it. You are very Corey Matthews. Thank you. Yeah, you definitely are. But ironically, I had a dream about Sabrina the Teenage Witch the other night. Oh, yeah? I think I just dreamt that like it was coming back to TV. But it was. Sorry, I'm yawning. It's okay. It's Saturday morning. Saturday morning, and I'm super tired. Yeah. Um, But I had a dream the other night that it was just like coming back to TV, and it was like Melly J. Hart as. Herself, just like as a mom, as a witch, whatever. How do you feel about Melissa Joan Hart and um, Joey Matthews being in everything together? Are they an actual couple? No. They're just in everything together. Good for them. Yeah. They're getting work. The Matthews brothers are interesting. I watched them on um <laughs> I watched them on this E show where there's a psychic and he knew stuff about their family that he could never have known. And the Matthews brothers were like what? Like, you know, they're such bros. They were like, That's so what? funny. Shut up, dude! Wait, who are the Matthews brothers besides Joey? Joey? Um, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm calling them the Matthews brothers, but their last name is Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. 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 Matthew Lawrence, Joey Lawrence, and I can't remember the third kid's name. Okay. The Lawrence brothers. Oh gosh, well then maybe I'm not as big of a fan of, uh, of Boy Meets World that I thought I was. Because Matthew Lawrence was on that show with Will Friedle. Oh, uh, okay, got it, yeah. got it, got it. He was got Sean's it. half brother. Okay, got they it. They gave Sean a lot of siblings on that show they that did. disappeared. Yeah, like he had one brother that like grew up in the trailer park with him, but then was never that. spoken of again. And then he had a sister that he had to like get out of a dangerous situation that never showed up again. But I love when um I love when TV shows do that like almost yeah. carelessly like that 70s show Donna had a sister in like season 2 okay. for one episode and it never came up again until like season 4 maybe or season like when a they, season like, got or two married later. or something. No, when there was like it was like a spoof episode on something else and then there was an, a voiceover that was like and what exactly happened to Donna's sister? Ah! Like <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. 
I whenever I think of that 70s show, I identify it with um, the waiting room at the urgent care in Elon, North Carolina. Because yeah. for some reason, every time I needed to go to urgent care in college, that 70s show was on the that's TV. Amazing. <laughs> in the waiting room, and I don't actually, I don't think that that 70s show is that funny. I don't think it's really funny at all. Well, you're alone in this room. Okay. Well, you can squeeze your bones over that, and I'll squeeze my bones. Over I will not. I will not. I'm not a bone I am defiant. I am defiant. Um, I just don't think it's that funny, but I don't really identify with like weed humor. Like I don't think that that culture is funny. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm well, not really, I love Seth Rogen and I love James Franco, but I don't think that their work is funny. It's not, I mean, I find that 70 show not to be the same kind of, I don't really find it to be weed humor because it's not like all the jokes are based around pot. Yeah, but if their standing trope is... The circle. The, the circle. Okay. Or the other thing I don't find funny is when um, the dad, when mm. Red, like, what's his, when he's like, I'm going to uh, stick your head up your ass. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's funny. Like, okay. you can't get away, you're, you can't make a catchphrase derogatory. A catchphrase mm. is a catchphrase because it's like, like, because it's funny. Like, I don't think That's So Raven was a great show, but yeah, nasty is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, that's funny. Oh, we agree to disagree on that one because I think that show is perfect. That 70s show is so perfect to Uh. me. Um, All right. All right. That's about it for the thing that happened for me this week. And that's the second tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My thing is kind of ruthless, but I love it. I defriended someone on Facebook that has not been a good friend to me. Mm. And, okay, so here's a little backstory. She was probably my closest friend I've made since I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. except for Julie. But I met Julie doing a show. So that's a different kind of circumstance. Mm-hmm. I met this person like out in the world okay, and befriended her and um, we got really close and we texted all the time and I knew her boyfriend and I knew her family and I knew her boyfriend's family and... Um, just felt very close to them. We helped each other move Mm. at different times. And maybe five months ago, I got back from my job in St. Louis. I hung out with her. It was a very normal day. Mm -hmm. And then I went through a breakup, as I mentioned before, and reached out to her because of my breakup. And at the same time, I was told that I might have cancer and I, oh, guys, I don't have cancer. Don't freak out. Thank God. But I was going through a double breast biopsy at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was having trouble finding a job, getting back from my other job out mm-hmm. of town. And it was just kind of the perfect storm. And I don't consider myself a very needy friend, but for whatever reason, that really pushed her away, like me reaching out because these things were happening. Mm-hmm. So I texted her maybe a couple days after we hung out and was like, hey, what's going on? And she never responded. Then I texted her a few nights later about that Disney movie Moana because we were having a disagreement about whether it was the Philippines or Hawaii. She was right. It was Hawaii. Uh, so I texted her and was like, you're right. Moana is Hawaiian. Hawaii. And she never responded. And then a couple days after that, I was like, hey, girl, what's going on? I'm kind of worried about you. Like, mm-hmm. you're MIA. And she didn't respond. So then I let like a week and a half go by. Sure. And then I reached out one last time and was like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Just know, like, I'm thinking about you and your family and your boyfriend and, like, sending you the vibes. And she responded with this really long text that was like, hey, I'm on a personal journey with my own fitness and health and some, like, stuff going on in my life. And I can't be as good a friend to you as you need right now until I work on myself. 
And I guess that's a legitimate argument. Mm -hmm. And the way she phrased it was really nice until the end of the text message was this. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like our friendship is toxic to my journey. That escalated like real quick. And the word toxic is so mean. It is. Like I don't throw that word around. That's heartless. I don't think I've ever described something that Donald Trump is full of toxicity and virility. Yeah. Like I don't you know, that's the only time that those words are appropriate. Mm-hmm. We had never had a fight before. We had never, beyond Moana, we had never had a disagreement. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And so I didn't know what, to, I like to think of myself as a pretty empathetic, understanding person. At least I try to be. Mm-hmm. So I text her back and was like, okay, I guess I understand. Like, just, you know, hit me up when, when you feel like it's the right time. You know, like I, I'm sending you the best. And she never responded. And I was like, I didn't even need to go that extra step to be like, hey, yeah. like, so now it's five months later. Yeah. I have since maybe a few weeks after that, I was seeing a bunch of updates from her on Facebook and stuff and was mm-hmm. like, I need to unfollow this person. But I wasn't in a place to defriend her because at the time I didn't know she'd never talk to me again. Sure. And so now it's been like five months. I literally am so apathetic about it. Great. I would literally, I would, Ian, I would never do that to somebody. Like, oh no. If someone reached out to me and said, I'm going through a breakup, I would drop everything. If someone told me I might have cancer, I would drop everything. Yeah. If someone told me that they needed help finding a job, I would drop everything. It was like the trifecta of I need a friend right now. And she was so she fucking selfish. Yeah. So selfish. And it's only now that I was like, all right, I'm ready. And I defriended her and her boyfriend on Facebook. Now I unfollowed them on Twitter. Now was it like... Because, like, I'm the kind of person that would, like, immediately unfriend someone, like, out of impulse. Like... I wait on it. I I have defriended people after college that I was like, you're never going to be a professional contact for me, and we're mm-hmm. never going to talk again. Yeah. And then I've defriended people that I'm like, wow, I think you're a horrible person mm-hmm. now knowing you a little bit better, and I don't want to associate myself with you. I have defriended people because... Their political views, not that they didn't align with mine, but because they were unintelligent about the way that they broadcast their beliefs. That they were just uninformed and had no desire to learn. Um, And mostly, I really find it fun to defriend people. Like, I go through, like, every six months. And, like, purge. And purge, yeah. People that, if I haven't spoken to you or liked something on your page or wished you a happy birthday in a year, bye-bye. Yeah. If you're not going to be a professional contact for me or we're not going to like this, this networking between us is not benefiting us. And in the entertainment industry, we don't use LinkedIn. No. So Facebook, you have to be a little more careful about who you defriend. Yeah. I'm probably never going to talk to people I did shows with three years ago, mm-hmm. but I'd like to know what they're up to. Yeah. It sometimes it gives me, sometimes it gives me intel about projects that I could be good for. Yeah. You never know like when those are going to come back up. Like, I did a workshop with someone in college. It was, like, my first, like, New York thing. Yeah. And we ha- and then, like, we hadn't spoken for, like, four or five years until Nutcracker came up. And I was like, okay, I know the perfect person for this just because her activity is coming up on my feed. And now, like, we're, now we're really close, which totally. is great. So I get that. But, like, was it, like, I guess I'm just trying to... Like five, like five months between like this friendship break off and defriending. Like, yeah. were you holding out hope that it would get back or? At one point I was holding out hope 
like the first month, month and a half, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, she's just like taking some time for her, which like friend breakups are weird. Yeah. And she clearly told me that she wanted to go on a break, mm-hmm. but the phrase, our friendship is toxic, which it's not, you're a liar. That's a horrible use of words. Yeah. Your therapist told you to say that. Like yeah. that's fucked up. It's just that at some point you have to accept that it's over mm-hmm. and I don't miss her. I don't miss her friend. I don't miss her friendship, and I did at that time, like mm-hmm. you were asking about. But I don't miss her friendship because she wasn't a friend to me. That's not what a friend does. Of course not. Like Ian, if you told me that you were just having a bad day, I would drop everything, and mm-hmm. that's like the low scale of I'll drop everything. Yeah. I had never leaned hard on her before. I had never asked her for you know, like lots of attention or anything. Mm -hmm. If she never texted me back, you know, it was just because we were like busy. We, you know, it's so ridiculous. And this has happened to me once before with a friend that I made when I first moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And I went away to do a show. I was on my national tour and we texted while I was away. And then when I came back, we hung out a couple of times. Um, And she attended my birthday the following year. Mm -hmm. But it was just clear like it had run its course. Mm -hmm. That's different. If this friend that is being a dick to me now, who's not a friend at all. If she just felt like the friendship had run its course, I would have rather her said that. Yeah. Than to like blame it on our friendship that truly had no problems. And I'm not not disillusioned about the state of things. Ian knows that, and I'll tell our listeners, that right now I'm considering in my life... Breaking up with a friend that I just don't feel is a good friend. Mm-hmm. That I just don't need around. So, yeah. I don't know. Has this, has anything like that ever happened to you? Like someone um, cut out of your life that wasn't a like a girlfriend? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I grew up with this person who I did youth theater with. And then uh, we ended up going to college together. But there was like almost like a fatal attraction kind of thing where like I never she, saw fatal attraction I mean like I haven't either but like I'm saying like in the way that like she did so many things because we were friends because like it was out of like you're my friend and I want to do this because of you okay like I would piss her off by like disagreeing with her on a on a point or about um, Moana you guys fought about, about Moana we, it was vicious <laughs> it was vicious um but, like, it would escalate and escalate. And, like, I remember one time, like, not that my family was going through financial trouble, but we just weren't 100% sure where we stood. Yeah. And it was frightening. And this friend, friend, quote unquote, she had this plan to, like, workshop this thing she was doing over the summer. And when I told her, I how, couldn't... How old were y'all when this happened? This was going uh, the summer of my senior year of college. Of college, okay. Yeah. And, like, at this point, we had been friends for a while. And, like, we had, like, had... This has been a repeat thing where, like, we would piss each other off. And then one of us would call off the friendship and then apologize. Typically her. Um, Weird. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, she would... Like, she was trying to workshop something that she was going to, like, produce in college. And she wanted me to be a part of it. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I'm probably going to be, because I was living up uh, at school. And then, like, sometimes just, and I had a job there. And I would, like, go home on the weekend sometimes because 
family and because like it looked like we were going through a hard time and I need to be there for them. Right. And so I was like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing, like, but like, I, but like, it's not that I'm not interested. I just don't know if I can. And then she got all passive aggressive, and I was like, Look, I understand exactly what you're saying, but I'm choosing not to respond to your passive aggressive remarks because you have no idea what my family is going through right now, and because of who you are, you will never understand. That's so fucked. I'm glad you said that. It's so fucked yeah. up that she was like that. Yeah. And people, then, are, people are so manipulative. Exactly. And then she got mad because, like, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, because, like, we're on okay terms now. Like, yeah, but she, she should know that this is still something that you yeah, think about. Like, every so often. Like, I don't hold a grudge against her or anything. But I remember, like, one time, like, she got, like, we had seen, so we had seen a concert together. And then about a year later, I went and saw another concert, like, the same artist in concert with a different friend. Okay. With, like, a, with, like one of my, like, truly best friends. Yeah. And... She was not having it because, like, why can't we just have one thing that's us? And I'm like, um, this is an internationally acclaimed artist who is in town who I just happen to get concert tickets to. This has nothing to do with you. Yeah, she has no claim over... Over, like, what? Over anything about me. Like, like it's that's not, it's so not even like she was looking out for my well-being. Like, it was just like, no, you're mine. I, whenever I hear someone say she has no claim over I think of the part in Legally Blonde where he has no claim over this sperm whatsoever <laughs> why now why, why this, this sperm, sperm? <laughs> that's such a great movie oh so great oh, such a good movie I really do believe that it passed that it that it passed you know what I said in a former podcast mm-hmm. that the end of the romantic comedy as good film ended with the Meg Ryan series of movies. Mm-hmm. I think Legally Blonde brought us up to 2001. Legally Blonde, and I'll say, like, Mean Girls maybe 2002? And was 13 going on 30. Like, so 2004. I had my first kiss to 13 going on 30. What? Yeah. Really? And that what was... What song was playing in the movie oh, at the time? I don't. I don't remember. I heard someone... I don't remember, like, I don't remember shit about that movie. I just remember, like, that I had my first kiss during that movie. And, of course, Mark Ruffalo was in that, and I did not tell him when we worked together. Oh, my gosh. I made out in the movie theater the first time to Miss Congeniality 2. Oh. Yeah. First base, honey. <laughs> Actually, Miss Congeniality 1 is also a really great movie. So great. Yeah, that was 1999, maybe? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, it felt really good because mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Yeah. There's, it always feels good when, like... Like, that letting go of it always feels good because it feels like even if you're over the friendship and you're over the apathy and, like, you have no, like, just genuinely no feelings towards this person whatsoever, just knowing that, like, that last tie has been cut just makes all the difference. Well, and I'm talking about it on the podcast right now. I clearly defriended her on Facebook. When she discovers that or listens to the podcast, if she ever does in the future, she's going to know it's about her. And... I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I honestly think that she, clearly by the way that she quote unquote broke up with me mm-hmm. as a friend, she's not going to reach out and be like, I can't believe you talked about this on your podcast. Yeah. I can't believe you defriended me on Facebook. She's mm-hmm. just going to accept it. Sure. And if she were to reach out for me, it, like reach out to me, I'd be like, sorry, that timeline ran its course. Exactly. If you ask for a break from somebody, it, it's it can't be forever. Mm-hmm. Psycho. Yeah. She's not psycho, but like, that's really like vindictive mm-hmm. and mean. Yeah, I didn't even have the opportunity to tell her that I don't have cancer. Like, oh that's, wow, that yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I, like, in my, on my side of, like, on, like, with me and this person, like, she had reached out a few years later and apologized for everything and, like, sort of That's sent good. me this really, like, heartfelt email, and I was just like, okay. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. I now think about, I, I did have a kind of a long-standing grudge with someone who um, I did a show with. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to me earlier this year and was like, hey, I really just, you know, was thinking about you and I want to bury the hatchet. Mm. And I was like, that's really nice of you. And he yeah. was like, I just feel like the show was stressful and we were letting those circumstances get the best of us. Like, both of us contributed to it, but I definitely made it worse. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're ever up for getting coffee, just let me know. That's really cool. Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, well, let's meet up Monday. And he's like, perfect, Monday at noon. So then Monday morning, I... Like, email him or text him to confirm, like, mm-hmm. hey, so you still on for coffee today? He never responded. Fuck! Yeah, we never got coffee. The fuck? I think people do that to make their fe- to make themselves feel better and they don't follow through. So I mm. hope the next time oh that you're God. with this person that she follows through. I'm sure because she I, will. Because I think that people, the predominance of manipulative people or vapid mm-hmm. people will do that to make themselves feel better because they were, they were having trouble sleeping at night. Sure. Yeah. I mean... That was just enough for him to to feel better about it. I mean, like, that, yeah, that's really fucked up. Luckily, in my situation, like, I feel like this person would follow through. Like, through everything we've been in, I still hold that positive intent. But, like, that is fucked up. Yeah, seriously fucked up. Yeah, and it's so crazy that now we have to literally, like, declare to the internet that we are no longer associated with someone by clicking a button that says unfriend. unfriend. And it's like, that's comical in and of itself. Yeah. But it's also nice because back in the day, how did you know that you were disassociated with someone if you ran into them? Yeah. If I run into her at the grocery store, because we happen to live in pretty close by. Really? Yeah. We live within like five blocks of one another. Okay. And that's what's crazy. We've never run into one another. That's... We go to the same coffee shops, the same bookstores, the same grocery stores, same restaurants. Wow. Yeah. Never ran into each other. It's pretty lucky. I did see one time that she had re- responded that she was attending something that I was also attending, and I went, and my heart was beating so fast because I was nervous mm. I was going to run into her. I didn't know what I was going to say, and it was going to be in a public forum. Yeah. She never showed. All right. And I think it's probably because she saw that I was going. Good. Yeah. That shows what kind of person she is. I really do believe that. Well, congratulations on cutting out some of the shit out of your life. Just like a little monkey off my back. Exactly. Little monkey off my little, back. Little monkey. Little monkey. Little monkey. Little monkey.